What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, where we'll be discussing all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. So we as Avatar fans, before all the comics and books were added into canon, we knew more about Roku than we did any other Avatar. However, now that's not the case anymore. So like in Kyoshi, we obviously we dived into Kyoshi and then we learned about Avatar Karuk and we learned about Avatar Yang Chen. And now it seems like Roku is sidelined, is on the sideline. I feel like we know as much about Roku as we do about Yang Chen. Like, right. Like, and we, we kind of only really barely know about Yang Chen. Right. You know? So the only thing other than like we we do get to see obviously throughout the last airbender i mean and communes with avatar roku but there's only one episode where we really dive into his life and that's the avatar and the fire lord which is what we're going to be talking about uh today um which is we kind of assume i think in this podcast we we kind of assume everyone's seen the series um, knows about it because we talk really broadly about Avatar, so so we're already assuming you've you've seen this episode, but it's the story of of uh, Avatar Roku and his relationship with Firewood Sozin and his life uh, and his um, conflict as Avatar, right? The things he had to deal with as the Avatar. Yeah, so and I guess that's a good point. To, that's a good place to start too. Like, what was his conflict? His primary conflict as the Avatar. His primary conflict was his best friend, basically a brother to him, was imperialistic. Was turning imperialistic. He wanted to advance the Fire Nation, um, and created the Hundred Year War, which is interesting. So the the Fire Nation, and as we've learned from Kiyoshi, um, it was like Avatar Seto that really um, created wealth for the Fire Nation. Yeah, he he as the Avatar um, was the accountant. Um, he focused mostly on the Fire Nation instead of like worldly responsibilities, and he created this wealth and prosperity for the Fire Nation. That we see in Kiyoshi and that we see in Avatar. In For hundreds of years, yeah, he yeah. created prosperity. He was so good right. at it. Right. And Sozin goes, Sozin goes, you know, we need to share this prosperity with other people, which is a, like... Roku sees through that shit. That's like some Nazi Germany. Y- yes, thing, yes, exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. It is. It you're is. not sharing prosperity. No, you're, no, you're, you're waging war. Yeah, you're uh, expanding you're your wealth. Expanding our borders. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. It is like it's Nazi a very dipl- It's a diplomatic way of saying, let's just go crush everybody. Right. That's right. exactly what it is. Do you think, um, so like, like, uh, Roku talks about it in the series finale when 
Aang is meditating about what to do about Ozai. And he's like, you know, if I took it out Sozin when I had the chance, none of this would have happened. Yeah. However, I've never, like, blamed Roku for the events of Avatar. I understand. I, do you well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so this I, is the point that I wanted to get to is that so when we when we think about the avatars and how they're all related and their problems get passed down from one to another, for Roku for the first time, and we don't really know what happened with most of Kyoshi's life. So we it's hard to draw a lot of comparison or see how Kyoshi passed something down to Roku that he needs to deal with. Because we don't really know the rest of Kyoshi's story. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do know is that like I'm the, the, for the first time we're seeing that's as far as I can tell, really, there isn't anything that Kyoshi really passed down to Roku to deal with. His problem was almost kind of created by him for not by him, but right. in his life. Right. And then that passed down to Aang again, but there right. was some kind of like disconnect between Roku and Kyoshi on what got passed down, which is, and that's kind of it. Doesn't right. really fit the right. the life cycle right. that you typically see right. with the avatars. Which is why I do want more Roku content now. Yeah, I want something. I want something because, like I said earlier, you know, we know so little about Roku now. It feels like that there needs to be some connection there. That we haven't that we haven't seen yet. exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. There's some kind of disconnect in how Roku fits in the Avatar cycle, right? In terms of uh, of their problems as the Avatar, right? Because the only real problem is that he started off the Hundred Year War, right? Basically, and, well, didn't start it. Well, yeah, but he actually died right before it. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, had the, in his mind had the opportunity to prevent it at least actually you know something cool i saw this um on the interwebs um but it was like an analysis of that episode so in the beginning of the episode it shows sozin and roku training mm-hmm. and roku has the upper hand then he trips over a tree stump or like a tree root and then sozin grabs him by the shirt and then he lets him go you know He's like, don't worry, I got you. And then he lets him go. Yeah. So Roku. A little foreshadowing, it seems, huh? It, it is. That's exactly what it is. Because Roku was more powerful, had the upper hand. He was defeated by a force of nature, being the tree. Mm-hmm. And then Sozin goes, don't worry, I got you. Psych. Right. Which foreshadows the end of the episode, where where Roku and Sozin are fighting a volcano. Roku is defeated by a force of nature being the volcano. Sozin says, Hey, I got you. Psych. Right. Later, dude. Yeah. It's kind of jacked up, dude. And you know what, you know, what really made me sad about that episode was, uh, um, Fang came flying in and wrapped himself around. And then they died together. I was like, that was actually pretty dope. I know it was dope. But what makes me think is like, damn, like the, so the loyalty between the avatar and their, and their, Mm -hmm. What do you call that? What do they call their their uh, they're like their, spirit their, animal yeah like their companion or you know oh I have a good one um, the the relationship between those two I could see there's a theory out there a fan theory which I actually kind of like that as the avatar is reincarnated so is their spirit animal right because um, even with Aang falling into the ocean and you know on Appa 
Mm-hmm. And then Oppa, Oppa, it doesn't, he doesn't necessarily protect him in a way, but he's there ready to go down with him too. Right, right. You know, so if like right. one's going to die, they're both going to die. And then in the next life cycle, I could see how that, you know, how the spirits would reincarnate uh, Oppa yeah. into. I actually, kind of aside, I actually think uh, Brykey confirmed this. The original thought behind Momo was Momo was supposed to be the reincarnation of Gyatso. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I think I think they've like confirmed like yeah, that was our original idea. We didn't do that. Yeah, but like that well, was our Momo thought. was ready to throw down with Ozai too. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> until 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 Ink said, "Momo, you gotta go. Momo, it's time for you to go." <laughs> so that actually does. So like when Aang died, do you think Appa just like fell asleep too? See what I like to think. You're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. I like to think you know Aang passed away, but then. Appa had like a litter, you know, because we see flying sky bison. But how? In Korra, whatever. <laughs> but I imagine when Aang died, you know, Appa flew back to his litter just so he could say, uh, bye, son. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. You're out of the studio. You're out of the owl. <laughs> get out. <laughs> How did I not see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Give me, give me yeah. a pound across the table. I've been, yeah, I've been planning that joke for like weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Weird to drop it on a Roku podcast, but anyway, it was a good time for it. It was a good time for it. Um, one thing I want to talk about though is uh, Roku's relationship. I like I said, we don't have a lot on Roku as as a lot. we have like highlights of important. Times. Uh-huh. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of funny, too, though. <laughs> okay, so Yang Chen destroyed an island out in the middle of the, of the ocean, right? No, no, Karuk did. Yang Chen found peace at that island. Oh, right. Karuk oh, yeah. goes to the island. And destroys it. Yeah, destroys it. Um, Kiyoshi, when she enters the Avatar state, destroys for the first time you know she didn't have a lot of she didn't have the guidance destroys like a mountain destroys basically a mountainside uh roku destroys the fire sage temple it's like at one point are they gonna learn that like if you're preparing to enter the avatar state you should probably go somewhere where you're not gonna destroy everything well that was everybody destroys something well that was the point of karuk going to the island because it was an island no, because he went it, there because he wanted to have a spiritual connection to Yang Chen. Right. He didn't go there because he knew he, he was going to destroy it. Right. But so, it was also a safe place to do so. I think that's that I think was, that's coincidental. By the way, that was though. fucking gangster. You just reminded me the fucking summer solstice when when Aang first communes with with Roku, right. and then the doors open up and it and they're like Avatar Roku and like. Oh, dude, that scene was sick as fuck. That's the only time we've ever seen a uh, previous Avatar um, like manifest like itself manifest? Uh, yeah. with the, the current Avatar. Right, which is, right. We see that later. Kiyoshi does it later in the series yeah. during the during yeah. the trial. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was a cool thing. Um, and you know what I you know what I, I have a theory about this though too is that uh, and specifically with Roku. Since Aang is an, an air nomad, as we discussed, we think obviously they're the most spiritual of, uh-huh. of the avatars. It almost seems like since we only saw it in Aang, he, 
only unless you have a lot of spiritual training, which a lot of the avatars didn't, you wouldn't have that kind of connection outside of an air of an air avatar to be able to to manifest to yourself. manifest uh, like like you would never, see the, the you wouldn't see that in Kyoshi. You wouldn't but when see, we when we see that even even in the show when you see like that manifestation like the body of a previous avatar, I still feel like that's like a spirit. Like you can see, like well, yeah, obviously you know, it is. You know, like like you wouldn't be able to touch, touch it. You'd, you know, yeah. face through it. Yeah. So, and but like I could see that for Kiyoshi too. I could see Karuk coming out of Kiyoshi. I know, but and we, we do see Kiyoshi literally talk to Karuk. He he's embodied, and when well, and yeah, she physically touches no, him. No, no, no. Yeah, everybody. That's true for every avatar, but mm-hmm. Aang's the only avatar where somebody almost possessed him and i think yeah, it's because but he's, that was okay he's, hold he's on, the mo- hold he's on. an air nomad an air avatar would be the most I, spiritual. I think hold on we're you're using the wrong terminology because you said you said possessed every avatar has been possessed when they have when they enter the avatar state they have the embodiment the, well, of all the previous avatars so like possessed is the wrong well, no. Okay, yes. And you know what I'm you're, saying? You're, you're, that's the that's wrong. a technicality, but obviously it's different. The embodiment. Of the embodiment, of, of, yeah. Of a different avatar. Yeah. And well, I think that's only possible. My little theory about that is it's really only possible unless you're super spiritual or you're spiritual by, by nature because you're an air nomad. Hmm. I don't know. But it's also the only thing we've... Just okay. Just because it's the only time we've seen it, well, that's the, all we can really right, go off right, of. Though. Go off of, you know. Right. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying at in the current way that we understand things and what we've seen, that would make sense at right. least. You know what? I always felt bad about Roku. Like he all, you were talking about Fang and stuff. What I feel bad about it is his wife, like. They're oh. leaving that island, watching it erupt, and, you know, he's kicking ass. But, like, he never came out of that. Yeah. And they had children. Yeah. As we know. The ultimate sacrifice, man. Like, man, that sucks. And uh, just to clarify, too, one thing that we said Fang. Fang was Roku's... Uh, Fang Fang. Fang. It's just Fang. <laughs> Fang. You just Did I say com- Fang twice? Yeah, you combine Peng Peng with Fang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Fang was Roku's dragon that he found from an egg. Did he? Yep. How do we know that? It's in the uh, in the in the when I was reading up on it, it said that he found him as an egg, and I think it's, th- it's kind of similar to how uh, how uh, Zuko found an egg. So we actually no, that's not confirmed. That is not confirmed. It's not so, confirmed, so, but it's like so it's like you find an egg, and the then theory, the next time we the see Zuko, he's got is, a dragon. Is the Sun Warriors episode when they when they grab like the golden egg? They're like, it feels alive. Mm-hmm. The theory is that that's a dragon egg, and that's Zuko's dragon that he has in Korra. Yeah, that's what I just yeah. said. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just expi- <laughs> I'm just explaining. Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm explaining. <laughs> it's not confirmed though, but that's the. That would make the most sense, right? I don't think that needs to be explicitly written out for us to draw that. And it's the same thing that so, that uh, Roku did. He right. found an egg, and then uh, and then, and even in no, the time of no, 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 of Roku, because at the time there were dragons. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. At, even even though at the time of Roku there was dragons, he raised that one from an egg. That's the general understanding. 
How do you fucking know that? It's in, it when I was reading up on it. It was in preparation for the episode. Hmm. It said that he found an egg. Hmm. He so, found it? Or at least raised a dragon from an egg. Hmm. Interesting. So something I did want to bring up was, and I, I hear this complaint a lot online, and I, I have to say I do agree with it, is that we get to see Roku and Aang communing a lot in The Last Airbender, and we don't get that in Korra with Aang and Korra. We don't, we don't get to see Korra talking with Aang as much as we do Aang with Roku. Yeah. And or Kyoshi with Karuk. Right. And and that only works that only works through season one and two, because after season two, her connection to the past avatar is severed. Mm-hmm. So I really do I don't know, I don't know. Well, uh I, I feel like it's such a missed opportunity. It has to be intentional. Like I just want to know why they didn't do that. Was it because they didn't want to make it too closely related to Avatar? They didn't want that much fan service type yeah like why there had to have been a reason because everything up until that point and granted the kyoshi novels came out after the book you know but the whole the general idea is that the avatar talks to the last avatar right for spiritual guidance right and we didn't like you said we didn't really get that with with uh cora yeah controversial point I have to make is I might like Korra more than Avatar. Anyway, uh, moving right along. Yeah, that's very controversial. We'll talk about that another time. What the hell was that? Dude, you can't just drop that bomb on me right now. And then say, We're talking about Roku today. Now that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> is which series you like more? We'll get there. We'll get there. That would imagine. be a good episode. We'll do that uh, and, uh, in five episodes. Uh, anyway, so... We'll just fight and argue about which series we like. <laughs> okay. Uh, with Roku, um, now I forgot the point I was going to make because all I can think about is how <laughs> dumb you are for saying that comment. Anyway. Um, oh, okay. Who's your favorite Avatar villain? That's what I thought. Okay, that's, what that's I thought. different. That's what that's I thought. That's different. <laughs> Just because Zaheer is in Korra oh, okay. does not that's make Korra better than... Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I'm just, it's just funny and curious. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're going to get into that. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a heater. You know, that yeah. one's going to get heavy. But, but we're we gonna are have here to, with... to discuss all Avatar lore. <laughs> with, uh, so back to Roku, though. Um, Roku, I think, so he, uh, his issue with Sozin, and this is, this, this is just kind of the thing I don't think we really hammered out yet. His issue with Sozin was directly like, I, what, I just would like to know what was his issue that was passed down to him from Kiyoshi. I don't, I don't know. And maybe it wasn't because Roku does say in the show when, when, it's uh, it's Roku's wedding, and that's when Sozin says, "I want to expand." Roku does say after that, after that discussion, he says, "That was my first test as the Avatar." Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they don't necessarily have like a drop down, uh, because maybe that's what we're seeing. Maybe that's maybe that's what we're seeing with Roku is that it doesn't have to be something like that. It's just right, typically that's right. the case. Well, it, maybe not even typically. 
that's just kind of what we see. So, like, obviously, like, uh, we see in Kiyoshi that her issues were, like, generated from their past lives. She had to she had to deal with aftermaths of those things, the legacy of of the actions of her past lives. Maybe that changed with Roku, but then we see it again with Aang. Aang is dealing with the conflict of Roku. Okay, so as we're talking about it, this just came to my mind. So uh, Roku's number one complaint to Aang is that he was indecisive in a time right. that he needed to be decisive. Right. And I'm thinking maybe this is just, again, kind of a fan theory that I'm just coming off the top with. But maybe since Kyoshi was so decisive, her guidance to Roku was to like be a little bit more calculated in the way he handles mm. things. And he went too far to being indecisive then. Right. So his problem wasn't necessarily like a, a problem that was passed down. It was just like a teaching from Kyoshi mm. that he took too far in the wrong direction. Yeah, that would make sense at least, right? Because that's right, his only—that's no. his only thing. He's like, I was just indecisive, and I needed to be decisive. And he tells Aang, "You must be decisive." Yeah, he should have—he should have fucking murked Sozin when he had the chance. Think about it: if he had killed Sozin, he would have saved all the air no air nomads. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, I like I like I said earlier, I understand why he spared him, and I would have like. I would have done the same thing. In honor of our past friendship, I'm sparing you. Mm-hmm. Just know, don't don't fucking step out of line again. Otherwise, you're done. Yeah, he didn't have a Naihitha, or not a Naihitha. He didn't have a Laogi to keep tabs on the fire yeah. board. Yeah, now you got me thinking about, like, I just wish I could live my day-to-day life and then just like from time to time have like the spirit embodiment of kiyoshi appear <laughs> and like give me advice be like fuck that guy up be like shut up Shh. Yoshi, I'm, do- I'm doing something she's like, she's like only justice won't bring peace <laughs> <laughs> i'm like the server <laughs> the server forgot to put a lemon in my water i'm not gonna kill her over it <laughs> yeah that's kiyoshi in the memes that's mean kiyoshi um I uh, so here's something cool too. We were talking about relationships on Roku and how it it is how they're drawn out across the Avatar universe from Avatar to Avatar. And uh, obviously, um, Roku's air master was Gyatso, Monkey Gyatso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. And I just thought that it was kind of cool that Gyatso also got to know Aang in his young age. Well, that's actually the point. That's one of the points of the episode: is friendships can last more than lifetimes. Right. And we see that. We see that in Korra with, I mean, probably the best example is because at the end of that episode, it's Toph that says, do you really think friendships can last more than lifetimes? And then in Korra, when when Korra finds Toph, she's like, what's up, Twinkle Toes? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. aw. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yes. Like, ugh. I can understand why Toph is your favorite. Even Toph and Korra is still. Toph. Did I say Toph was my favorite? Probably. That's Yeah, you've expressed that at least. Actually, though, speaking of Toph, interesting little fact here is uh, in in uh, Avatar and the Fire Lord, um, Roku's earthbending teacher, Sud is his name. Mm-hmm. He was the original um, model for Toph. He's also in the intro. Like, water, earth. Like, he's the earthbender yeah. in the intro, and he was the original... 
like concept for Toph, and then they decided to make her a little girl instead. So they made him a water master he, teacher. No, no, no. He's still an earthbender in in. He's Roku's earthbending teacher. I thought Sud was the waterbending teacher. No, 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 no. No, he's the earthbender. Okay, okay. And instead, when they had the character in mind to teach Aang earthbending, instead they, they took it a different route. And then they recycled that character, Sud, into, into make it Roku's earthbending master. That's pretty cool. Yeah, interesting fact. And then he's yeah. also in the intro. Yeah, he's the Earthbender. A little, in the yeah, intro. a little, uh, a little uh, throw, a little, you know, a little, little nod right. to him. Yeah, that's cool. Um, another con- contrast I want to make between Roku and other avatars is uh, Roku. Oh shoot! Actually, I lost my thought on that. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I know that keeps happening today. I don't know what's going it on. It really sucks that all of a sudden, like. Roku is like a bottom tier avatar to me now. Yeah, because he's so he's he's got the style. He's got like like, like the fire avatar seems pretty badass, and we just don't have we. Well, and he, to be fair though, we don't have a lot on him, so that's that's why right. We get now, it's because like oh, that reminds Kiyoshi me of my point. overshadows him. Yeah, by a long shot. Now. Well, we have two books on Kyoshi. We have two episodes on Roku, basically. Even less than that, we have one episode on Roku. Well, and then Roku at the at the Fire Sages Temple, you know, right. we get a little bit and of like flashbacks too. or yeah. or yeah, Aang meditating. Yeah. Not even full episodes. What's though. your fucking point that you keep forgetting? So, um, in the time of finding Kiyoshi as the Avatar, she was sixteen years old, and with without Jianzu kind of helping keep the peace with a with a fake Avatar. Granted, he didn't know he was a fake Avatar up until that time. Um, the world was starting to fall apart without without, without an avatar. The presence of the avatar. The world was starting to fall apart. Roku was not identified as the avatar until sixteen, also, and we didn't really see that there was any kind of problems in the world mm. that were at least expressed in that one singular episode. But actually, I think and the what, avatar know, is supposed to be identified at sixteen. That's why they identified Aang at twelve, and Gyata was like, "He's too young." He needs to. So that's okay, and that's a fair. And they point. identified him because it's like, listen, there's the growing conflict of the Fire Nation. So maybe it's not necessarily a gripe with Roku or how they developed his character as the Avatar, but maybe it's more of an inconsistency with Kyoshi. Because if they're all supposed to be identified at 16, and they're like, we haven't found the Avatar, things are starting to fall apart. Huh? Yeah, you're right. You're it's right. like, well, if that's the age that they normally get identified, what's the big deal? Right. It's kind of weird, right? It's like yeah, it's a little no, bit of I didn't. Incon- it's a little I, bit of an inconsistency. Yeah, I didn't think about that. What age, you're did, Cor- absolutely what age right. did Cora get identified as the Avatar? She was young. She was young. Because remember, I'm the Avatar. You got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. She was like four, five, or whatever. But but also that's a different era, though. You have the White Lotus in public now. Um, before they were secret, a secret organization. And now they're like publicly be yeah. like we're a we're an organization dedicated to, to the, the avatar. avatar. Yeah. Well, and uh, to be fair, I mean, maybe maybe they know that they're the avatar for a long time because they do the toy test when they're kids, but they don't just disclose it until the age of sixteen. Right. That's whereas, true. Whereas uh, with Kiyoshi, they didn't even know she was the avatar until she was sixteen. 
Whereas with 17. Or 17. With Aang, they knew when he was a kid. They Right. They just didn't disclose it until, until he was of age to accept mm. the responsibility. Mm. That's probably what it is. Then. You know what was... <laughs> I saw this posted. You know, so Aang was a, air, uh, a master when he was like 12. Mm-hmm. It had his arrow. And then the kids, the kids are like, oh, like... Now that you're the Avatar, it's kind of unfair if you play with us. Yeah. But it's like, he was already an airbending master before that. Like, you don't think that was unfair? <laughs> like, it's like, all right, let's, team captains, uh, first pick, Aang. Like, <laughs> the one with the arrow on his head, him. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think that, was, that wasn't unfair before? Yeah. That's funny. That's super funny. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know They're what like, that is? Well, you know what that now is? Now that you're the avatar. That's just kid logic, though. I know. You know, fucking, it's super. Fucking. At least it's in character. You know what, though? Those airbenders are so dumb. That's why they got genocided, bro. Oh, they were God. asking for. <laughs> Don't say that about my boy Gyatso. <laughs> Gyatso fucking wrecked that whole entire room. Oh, yeah. Like, he oh, went yeah. out with the fucking. There's a. I think. There's like a theory and it goes like there was like a trading card game at one point where it kind of delved into it. But the theory is you see Gyato's body surrounded by Fire Nation people. Mm-hmm. The theory is he like sucked the air out of the room and killed everyone. That's like the cardinal like, air bending move. Yeah. You like, know? like just and and like killed everyone, including himself. That's pretty wild. I mean, yeah. I could see it. I could see it. You know what's kind of funny though is that uh, the fire palace has been just murked between two uh, avatars, uh, avatars. <laughs> <laughs> because because so, uh, Roku destroys the pa- the uh, the throne room with a right. with a gust of air, and then obviously Kyoshi and Yoon like just destroyed everything else. <laughs> That's actually uh, we do because they have those big ass murals those paintings in last airbender we know what room they're talking about because we see them again well, so they I, got, wonder, I mean obviously it got rebuilt because by because we yeah so, but, uh, but so they talk in, about how it takes like a gen a lifetime to paint one of these basically like they're like he's like oh that that painting will be finished after i'm dead well kiyoshi lived 200 years yeah but like so but like time. but like you destroying it yeah, I'm like, it must have taken so long to to make that yeah. to remake it, rebuild it. Yeah, I mean, maybe they uh, cut some corners, you know, to to get them up and restore yeah. to their. Because I mean, like the Fire Nation, all about honor. If you you can't be defiled like that, you right. have to come back right and do something about it. Dude, so. I just thought of a great drinking game. Anyone listening, uh, take a shot whenever we go. Anyway, back to Roku. <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> you're probably three or four deep by Dude, now. If you... You're passed out by now. <laughs> Dunk. This is the Avatar Roku episode. It's just, yeah, it's just interesting to think. What? Oh, you know what? You know what was probably the sickest uh, feet of Avatar Roku is when he's fighting the volcano and he like like does like this dragon breath of air where he's like yeah. and like lands on a platform. Yeah. That was sick as fuck. Yeah. Like 
because you don't see airbending a lot as like we do in Korra, but not with Aang. It's very like flow, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's natural. not like forward aggressive. Yeah, yeah, but that was. I think that I mean I think that depends on who's the avatar, right? If Korra straight up punches. If you like, got an air nomad. As the Avatar, of course, they're going to be a little bit more reserved with their abilities. Right. True. You got a Fire Nation Avatar, like right. that's going to—he's going to come hot and heavy. Right. That's just the way they do things. So, also something I like how the personalities directly influence the style, or the at least the method of bending. You mm-hmm. know, like whether it's more reserved or more aggressive. It's pretty, I agree. It's pretty cool, and it's, and a lot of that ties back to uh, their nation in which they're born um something i wanted to bring up from the episode is from uh avatar and the fire lord okay is when when uh sozin sozin comes in to roku when he's told he's avatar he's like oh big bad avatar come on show me what it's like to bend all four elements and then uh sozin like does different he like he like uh does different bending forms like he does all four of them Mm -hmm. you know and it's like it's interesting how before the genocide and it could be because he's royalty so he's probably learned all these different he has high education probably the best but i wonder if it's before the genocide when these four nations are really together that that was more like common knowledge do you know what i'm saying how how he could just like phantom mine these bending styles, but maybe that changed after the genocide when you know you have a more division, or is that just because he's royalty and he's highly educated? What do you think? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, one thing I know for sure is that nobody takes training more seriously than the Fire Nation. True. So it would make sense that he's got this strict. Kind of uh, edu- like you said, like an education on on his bending. So I would lean more towards it's because he had. I think it's less because he's like uh, comes from a prosperous family in the Fire Nation, and and more about the fact that he's just in the Fire Nation because uh, okay. that's how they do things. Right, right. But and we also know that the strongest benders take forms from all. Bending styles. Oh, I think somebody said that once. Did you? No. Uh, well. Oh, Iroh. Iroh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you say that? <laughs> no, no, no. Iroh no, said yeah, that. No, yeah, Iroh says that. That's like uh, the episode, uh, the bloodbending episode with with Hama is when, when her and Katara are fighting, Hama sends like a wall of water at Katara and she just like, instead of redirecting it like waterbending normally does... Katara punches it (laughs) and it shatters and Hama the look on Hama's face is like oh my god because Katara used a different a a whole different style and approach to waterbending she used earthbending yeah she used an earthbending move that instead of instead of redirecting the flow of water I stopped it in its fucking tracks yeah no that's that's cool and so I always kind of thought um so when Aang and in the Firebending Masters, uh-huh. when Aang and Zuko go and they learn the true meaning of firebending. Well, right. What I life. think. What, they, like what I think. Firebending sh- is life. Yeah. What I think we're really seeing is uh, 
they don't learn just the the true meaning of fire bending. They learn the true meaning of bending in general. <clears throat> right. And that's where Iroh got his knowledge from. Right. Was that they're all better together because he learned that from the masters too. Right. Because he was like the savior of the of the dragons. Mm-hmm. So it's uh and because he couldn't have learned that from anybody else, right? Like who would he have learned that from? Yeah, exactly. He would have to have learned it from. He that. learned that on his own travels because yeah. he. I think that's after after Lu Ten died, he traveled the world. Like he he went on like a spirit fucking journey. Yeah, with himself, you know, renounced his title as Fire Lord, like. Well, and another thing I like too is that uh, it seems like tea is really big in the Fire Nation because uh, even in uh, in when when we're talking about Sozin and Roku and they and they race up a hill and Sozin beats him up or Roku or, beats him up there. Uh, no, you're thinking Suds. Or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, and he races him up there. and He's got a he's tea prepared tea. for him. I think tea is just big in the in the universe. True, because they do open up a tea shop in the Earth Nation. Yeah, so exactly. it's just it's just okay. It's just big in general. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so on that, dude, I, I honestly, I don't know if we have more Roku content to really, like, talk about right now. They do. I mean, I'm sure we're missing some things. In The Promise, at one point, Aang severs himself from Roku. Um, Does he give a reason why? Because Roku... I haven't read The Promise. So I just know it happens. So, okay, well, and on that note, though, <clears throat> one thing that we're going to be going into on future episodes, the next four episodes planned, are going to be diving into each nation individually on a on a broad scope. Mm-hmm. So and what we know. What we know just from the beginning of what we know to the end of what we know. And so there, any shortcomings or short pitfalls that we find ourselves in regarding Roku may be answered when we get to the Fire Nation episode. Right. No, I agree. There, there's, we just there don't have a more. lot of Roku content. I know. And the whole point of the episode, this week's episode, is to... To uh, bitch about that? <laughs> basically, <laughs> is to just follow the continuity of Avatar life cycle as we know it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to take a kind of a, a step away from that going forward to talk about the nations because we obviously know Aang and we know Korra so it doesn't make sense to go into that we want to talk about things broadly as they are and provide another perspective on the Avatar universe that isn't exactly displayed in a linear format that everybody is familiar with right so I think we'll see more Roku stuff come up when we get to the Fire Nation episode which will probably be like five weeks out from now yeah (laughs) because what's the cycle it's water earth fire air so yeah, we're gonna start water, then go earth, then go fire, fire and, and then go. So yeah, it'll be three three weeks out before we re- revisit it. Um, but that's okay because you know the, the episodes if they build on each other, I think that's that's probably yeah. a good thing too. And yeah. definitely be on the lookout for those because those are gonna be some right fun now. Episodes, right now, Roku dude. is a bottom tier avatar. Yeah, until we get more, yeah. I, I hope that they. Come I even out like with more, Karuk dude. more than them. Oh yeah, Karuk's easily Karuk. We'll talk about Karuk. We already have <laughs> extensively. Yeah, but when we on on next week's episode, when we talk about the Water Nation, uh, Water Tribe, Water Tribe, Water, water Tribe, Nation. Earth Kingdom, Fire Nation, Air Nomads. Yeah, yeah. But four nations. 
I love this fucking universe, man. This is the coolest fucking universe. Flat Earth, definitely, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar ex- definitely exists on a flat Earth. If you see the map. Look, the map is flat. That means the Earth is flat. You know, that's- Actually, no, it doesn't, because during harmonic convergence, it shows the whole planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And plus, there's a North and South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, well, north, flat south, earth, east, west doesn't matter. Flat earth, north, south, east, west can still be uh, in, a, in a flat earth too. Right, but I see your point. Yeah, right. But but that scene in Korra with the harmonic convergence, where it shows like the planet getting like the the getting covered in like spirit essence. That's all conspiracy. That's all faked footage. Um, clearly, the Avatar universe exists on a flat earth. Duh. Yeah, they put that seat. That, that was CGI. <laughs> that was faked by by NASA. Oh man. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. We we um we really didn't have that much to discuss about Roku. I wish there was more. I yeah. wish there was more. And maybe there will be more. But as the, at the time of this recording, we said what we know, and anything that we may have missed, let us know. Uh, on any social media platform that we have, the Cabbage Cart Podcast, uh, with the exception of Reddit being the Cabbage Cart Guys. Yep. Email us at the Cabbage Cart Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And you know what? But the thing is, I'm like, man, I'd love some more Roku content, but I would happily give up all Roku content to get more Kiyoshi content. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, or Karu content, or even Yang Chen content. Actually, you know what? Yang Chen's thing sounds pretty boring, to be honest. Lame. With you. Yeah. Kiyoshi or died. Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, let us know your fan theories. Let us know your headcanon. Let us know regarding Roku, like just on this episode. Right. When you when you listen to this episode, let us know what you think and then maybe some things that we missed. And let's create a discussion about it. So actually, really quick, we actually finished up this episode, and then we were talking about it after, and we forgot to tell you guys one of our favorite parts of of the Avatar and the Fire Lord episode. Now, Avatar fans, if there's one thing we know about this show is the details, and we love talking about the details. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point of the show, because they've even, even so much as, like, to go too far. Like, you know, there's some things that, like... Brikey, we're like, we never meant that. But we're like, <laughs> we analyzed it so hardcore. Yeah. But uh, definitely, definitely something that was intended was at the end of this episode is uh, is the revelation that Iroh gives to Zuko about his grandparents. Is that, and uh, what you see, the scene is Iroh in the jail cell. And he tells Zuko, Avatar... I'm sorry, Fire Lord Sozin was your father's grandfather. And in that scene, it shows, it shows like the, the jail cell bars. And, and when he says Fire Lord Sozin, it shows Zuko's scarred eye. And when he says your mother's grandfather was Avatar Roku, it shows his clean side. Yeah. And it even, even so much when you think about the scene, Iroh is the one in prison, but when it shows Iroh's face, 
he it shows it shows Zuko's face blocked by the the prison bar. It's like it's like Zuko's actually the one. Zuko is imp- actually imprisoned the one. by yes by his heritage. He's imprisoned by his himself. Him, it's it's his and and that's what Iroh says. He yeah. says he says the conflict of your grandfather's the 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 conflict inside of yourself is what like you have you're the only one with the power to resolve this. Yeah, because this conflict within you, this good and evil conflict inside Zuko, he's like, it's it's bigger than you even fucking know. It's been fucking destined for you. Yeah, well, and for me, for that episode, it was like Iroh's the one physically in prison, but Zuko is the one that's actually entrapped. Right, right. And 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 the visual representation of that, and then how it ties into his heritage as between Sozin and. And Roku is amazing. Like it's right. it's it was so well done. And I think and it's those little details, man. It's those little details that go a long way. And I think like obviously in book three we see Zuko struggling uh when he's back in the Fire Nation. I think this is honestly the catalyst of him being like like I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. I know what to do now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, or like you think of his showdown with fucking Ozai when he confronts Ozai is your uncle's gotten to you. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. With one of the best scenes in the entire yeah, show. Yeah, dude. Um, book three is fucking solid. Dude, yeah. we could we could go on for hours about just the details in the show, which we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have a podcast just to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. That's cool. Well, that, that was just so we're adding this in after, post facto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we totally, I uh, we missed for, a major point. Yeah, and we knew yeah. it right away. Yeah, so. we're not even. It's not even. It's just in the Roku episode, but we're, and we're talking about Zuko. But like, it's it's one of the best fucking parts of this episode, man. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be noted. So much so that we actually are going to go back in as you're hearing right now and splice this back right. into the episode. And then we <laughs> talked about how friendships can last more than a lifetime. So we talked about Aang's side of it, but we didn't talk about Zuko's side of it. Yeah, yeah, which we, is just as important. It's just as important. God damn it! All right, man. <laughs> All righty, boy. We love you if you're listening. You ready to get out of here? Let's do it. All right. Yip yip. Yip yip. Uh-huh.